Hey everyone, I'm Zach. I'm one of the Classic Gaming Brothers. I just wanted to put in a disclaimer that the audio for episodes uh, 0 through 3 isn't ideal. Uh, Seth and I have started to do different audio recording methods, kind of beginning with episode 4 and moving forward. So the audio quality, I, I personally believe, is vastly improved from those episodes on. We wanted to put in this disclaimer just to let people know that if they're turned away by the audio of the episode in terms of quality, to maybe skip ahead a few episodes uh, and listen to some of our later episodes for topics that interest them. Anyway, thank you very much. Enjoy the show. Hello, everyone, to the first uh, episode zero, episode zero. Of, of Classic Gaming Brothers. Um, that is the title, right? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, <laughs> but that's us. Yeah. We're Classic, We're gaming, classic brothers. gaming Brothers. This is our podcast, or should be our cop podcast. Um, so this is, I guess, I guess it could just be Classic Gaming Brothers, yes. unless it's already been taken by somebody else. I don't, th- I don't think it has been taken Good. yet. Good. Um, I'm Lock Zach. I'm Seth. And we are brothers. We um, are, in fact... Brothers, we're blood related. <laughs> blood related. Uh, we share parents, um, and we wanted to do a podcast just about our memories playing video games uh, in the late '90s, early 2000s, uh, which is pretty much when I was growing up. Seth has earlier memories because he is older than me. <laughs> I am older. The generational gap between us is six years, so it kind of gives us a unique perspective on two different, almost two different generations of video games, and both of us are still um, currently video gamers. I would say that's right. Um, and still try to play this newest stuff that comes out. Yeah. Um, I mean, for, I guess, uh, just a little history of our time with video games, uh, the first computer game I think I remember playing was Warcraft 1 on the mm-hmm. on the um, Packard Bell computer that we had. It yep. was a DOS system, 3.1. Mm-hmm. Um, and Packard 486? Yep, 486. Um, and I also played Sonic the Hedgehog 1, uh, or Sonic the Hedgehog 2, 2 on our Sega Genesis that we had that I broke um, because I tripped on the wire. That's right. Uh, yep. <laughs> we had at least three. We had at least three Sega Genesis. As <laughs> children. We were not good with maintaining the... Uh, um, the construction of the of the consoles. No. Uh, <laughs> the my, the first video game that I played was actually I believe uh, Night. Uh, what is it, the game with the mouse um, for Sega? Oh yeah yeah yeah. Um, uh, Rocket Knight. Rocket Knight. Rocket, Rocket Knight. Knight. Yeah. It was Rocket Knight on Sega Genesis. Was the first game that I played. Um, and then also I believe Sonic Two. Yeah. Was there and then um, we. Then eventually got a computer, and we started getting different video games on the computer. Um, I have stayed the course and am still a PC gamer primarily. I own a, uh, a Switch and a PS3. Um, that is not a misspeak. It is a three. Yes, yes. Um, yeah, I've become more of a more of a console gamer, more of a retro game collector. Uh, I have a bunch of old system. I still have one of our old Sega Genesis. 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 Uh, N64, the same N64 that we had growing up, the same GameCube that I got when I was growing up, 
Um, so I, I pretty much get my old systems and I don't do anything with them. I That's just good. keep they're them just on the shelf. Take they just take up space and they cost me money when I buy yeah. old <laughs> games for them. <laughs> yes, I, I have a computer I built about six years ago now. Uh, it's coming up to the end of its life, but uh, it still does all right. And then I have a, a small collection of around 800 games on Steam, and yeah. uh, which I've been collecting since I've been on Steam for about oh, 12 years now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I have probably, I think I have like 600 or something like that, thanks to bundles and gifts. Yes, yes. I am a humble bundle subscriber, so yeah. I, I do... Maybe they'll support the show. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe support we'll... the show. No, probably not. <laughs> Um, so do, do we want to get into our first segment? Or yeah, sure. So uh, we're they, so this is this episode zero for n- our no listeners. Um, yes. <laughs> for nobody out there um, is about um, our structuring. We're gonna kind of talk about. We're gonna do a little bit of the episode. We're gonna do a little bit of the structure. We may scrap the whole thing once we listen back and if we realize everything's screwed up audibly, audibly, yeah, audiologically, audiologically. Um, so what's we're 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 generally going to structure our podcast and keep keep the structure going forward and uh, th- essentially three groupings. We're going to have our intro where we're going to talk about stuff that we've recently played. Um, we're going to have what we're going to refer to as our meat of our podcast or, or just the the center segment, um, which is going to be um, kind of a topic of the topic of the week mm, essentially, yeah. where we'll we'll talk about uh, all manner of things. Um, primarily about classic games, um, but we are, once again, gamers still, so we may talk about new stuff or upcoming stuff. And then our last segment is going to be a segment we're going to call By Weight Pass, um, which is really where we're going to talk about upcoming games that are not out yet and whether or not we recommend, uh, whether you should buy them, wait on them, or uh, just pass yeah. them completely. Um, this may be also new games that come out that we've played them and maybe you haven't gotten around to it or maybe older games that are getting remastered or anything yeah. that's essentially anything that's in the catalog that um, you can have the option of buying, waiting, or passing on. Yeah, a lot of good, a lot of companies out there like Deep Silver and good old games have been uh, publishing and distributing classic games remastered for modern what is systems. It? Night, Night Drive? Night Drive? Is that no, is it? Night Drive? Is it Night Drive? Is it Night Drive? I think I it's know, Night the Drive. Guy, the company that's redoing um, that that game with the uh, cybernetics. Oh, System Shock. System right? Shock. Yes, yeah, yeah, the new yeah, System yeah, Shock yeah, that's yeah. still being developed. Um, yeah, there's that. Um, and then there's like I played a demo of that. I don't know where that is now. Um, and GOG just released, um, remat well, not remastered, but compatible versions of the original Warcraft, Warcraft Two mm. for PC. And there's a platform to unite them all. Dude. GOG just released. Oh yes, yeah. yes, yeah, yeah. I, I have not. I've requested for a beta invite, but I haven't given right? it to me. The new galaxy. New galaxy. It's gonna be. Yeah. It's gonna. Apparently, it's very nice, and it yeah. brings everybody under one roof. Essentially, I think I has to be in that beta too, and have not heard back. Yeah. <laughs> well, maybe maybe once once we become. <clears throat> Famous. famous and you have the gog supporting us just giving us games <laughs> yeah. they'll they'll be they'll rue that we were not in our their uh, that's beta. right that's right um so let's let's talk about let's go to our introduction um and uh let's talk about uh, stuff that we've done recently yeah um do you want to go first um i um, i feel like i've been talking a lot so you can go okay first. yeah so the i think the first uh the game that i've been playing recently a lot of is dying light Yep. On the PS4, I picked up. Um, actually, my roommate bought it for me because he owed me money. Um, so the deal, yeah, so his, his deal was that he could either give me cash or buy me a video game. <laughs> so I was like, buy me a video game. Um, 
And so, I yeah. I feel like you're 12. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, we, we operate on a, on a 12-year-old basis, you know? <laughs> I think I, he owed me money for pizza. So, uh, uh, you know, that kind of... Uh, Schoolyard. Like a dying light. It's only been out for a couple of years now. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's it's good. Um, I'm playing it on the PS4, so I get to um, you know experience all the the nuance with the control scheme and stuff like that. And playing a first person shooter on a PS4 is not no, always as intuitive. I, that's why I'm still mouse and keyboard guy. Um, but uh, I'm enjoying it. I did have some fun with. Um, for some reason, Left 4 Dead 2 was doing a sponsorship with them because Left 4 Dead 2 is just as relevant as Dying Light is. I feel like they, they sponsored it and forgot about it. Yes, yeah, yeah. So um, I got to enjoy this, I, what I thought was a glitch of zombies spawning uh, very fast and running at me and killing me instantly, and it was just a feature. <laughs> <laughs> it sounds like they were taking a page out of Bethesda's, Bethesda's yeah yeah their playbook, their playbook um so far i am enjoying it i think the gameplay is fun um i don't really care for the story i think it's kind of stupid. it's a fetch quest story like, pretty much it? yeah a lot of different like please give me this and then you yeah it back and it, then you go and get it again and and so far i'm at that point where i feel further enough in the story but they're still doing things to like make you do stuff so like for example um i'm, I'm going into this one mission where they're like oh you have to go out at night because you have to deal with this one thing and it's like i've been trying to avoid going out at night but thanks for making me do it now <laughs> that's, that's fair yeah i i um i have personal experience with the dying light game um my um i have a buddy out there who i play video games with um a guy by the name of ryan and uh we started playing dying light together and going through the story and that story eventually became keep propane tanks away from ryan yeah um because he had the tendency to shoot them yes all of them that's like whenever we walked into a room he would find the propane tank and it would be a struggle of me uh chasing down the propane tank picking it up and hucking it as far as i could before he could shoot it um which would then in the dying light game spoiler alert if you shoot a propane tank it attracts zombies to yeah you. well if you shoot anything if you just shoot a gun out yeah. you you get this like it sounds like zombies are coming for you sometimes they don't it's just yes. like that's the well, sound let me effect. tell you when you shoot a propane tank they most decidedly <laughs> usually do <laughs> 98 percent chance of success rate of um, attracting zombies there I, I i do like the the collecting and crafting mechanic i mean it's it's very it's nice, but it's, I don't know, it's hasn't completely pulled me in, but I'll probably keep playing until something else comes along. That's fair. Um, so I've recently been playing uh, We Survive Together, which is off of the We Survive 2 and uh, series of games. It's an adventure puzzle game oh. um, that you play with somebody else. Um, so I've been, I played through with another friend of mine named Ryan. I've got a collection of friends <laughs> named Ryan. Yeah, it's good to have my life easy that it's way. Good to keep a bunch uh, of Ryans around. <laughs> keep a bunch of Ryans around. You never know when you need one. Yeah. Um, and it's a it's a game where you're you're split from your other party member essentially, mm -hmm. and you have to solve pu puzzles that require both people to do something but the, you can't see the other person's screen so then you have to interpret horrible descriptions about what you need to do and relay horrible descriptions back oh. to eventually figuring out the code of what the puzzle is to solve generally some usually very simple puzzles yeah but they're very difficult because they are on two different screens yeah and you have yeah. to kind of work things out um, great game, uh, very fun, very thinky game. Mm. Um, I like uh, those type of puzzle games, adventure games type deals. And um, 
the uh, we uh, we survived together was uh, was a good time. Yeah, nice. Uh, I mean, it kind of reminds me of at least the way you're describing it, the co-op at levels of Portal Two, where you some of them you were separated and you had to kind of describe some of the less intuitive things for your partner to yeah, do. Yeah, very similar. Uh, a little more uh, old, outdated. Uh, the graphics are a little more. Uh, not not as flashy, I would say. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, yeah, yeah. I mean, it's a like... new game, but it's very like um, a small dev team. Okay, to yeah. put it together. That's so cool. They don't have the budget to go wild. Nice. Well, that's one to look out for. Yeah, and it is something that I would recommend it if you like to be frustrated with a friend. Only one friend, though. Yeah. So if you like to be frustrated with multiple friends, perhaps play Dying Light. <laughs> yes, that's uh, yeah, very fair. Very <laughs> but it's not only single point, one person co-op? Or is it no, it's um, multiple people co-op. Oh, yeah, yeah, so yeah then you can have a bunch of people jump in. Struggle with that game. Yeah. Um, so then we're, um, we're going to do a break to go to the, the main segment of the podcast. That's right. So you wanted to talk about old adventure games yeah old adventure games uh childhood memories stuff like that games that we used to we grew up playing i thought it was good to get people into pretty much the whole idea of doing this podcast in the yes. first place yeah perhaps uh, in episode zero in and episode then, zero yeah so and then, well, after that we're done yeah yeah exactly <laughs> one episode zero and that's it <laughs> but um i mean because you really you pretty much introduced me to the adventure game genre mm-hmm. i mean i don't i don't remember I, I got into playing things like Monkey Island or Fandango later, but I mean both fabulous both games. fabulous games. But I think it was games like Dragon Sphere and um, Return of the Phantom, um, those microprose adventure games that were kind of in the style of the Lucas art. Was that microprose? They were microprose. Yeah, that was kind they of the style of the Lucas Arts, which were coming out simultaneously around the same. So pretty much every dev house was making those. Yes, yeah. So Lucas Arts was making them. As well as Microprose. Yeah. My father would just buy things at Big Lots, which yes. means that Microprose games were purchased well after they were done with being in the mass market, the regular market, and yes. they were moved on to the Big Lots market. Yeah. Our, our introduction to a or lot maybe of maybe Kmart. Yes, the Kmart, I think, or Aldi's. <laughs> I think um, our introduction to a lot of PC games was the bargain bin and <laughs> demo discs. <laughs> which I mean, <laughs> great games. Yes. Uh, great yeah. Games. Uh, they formulated my uh, formulated my my opinion of video games and what I enjoy, um, and they came at a discount. Yes, yeah, and you know sometimes discounted games aren't a bad thing. Um, no. In particular, not really, not really adventure game per se. I mean, it has adventure elements, but I was replaying uh, Star Trek Elite Force, yes. um, the FPS game built on the. Uh, Quake 3 engine or one of the Quake engines Quake uh, is a, a solid yeah um, solid build it's very it was a very a very nostalgic game for me to play mm. very dated game <laughs> as in just kind of the things that happen in it are yes. <laughs> I've actually thought about going back and playing it and that's as far as that thought has Yeah, so I, I had the thought I found a copy online it's actually not unfortunately available on any distribution sites that I can no. find. <laughs> or in your retailers. Yeah, but I think it's on Abandonware right now. As um, it might, it might also think... be on the cusp of being abandoned. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it feels abandoned. Um, managed to get it working on a... Published it, do you know? 
Oh no! It was um. We're, we're not referencing anything here, so we can't actually give you it? answers. We may was... be able to in future episodes. Have yeah, some sort yeah. Of... We do have a computer in front of us, but we're not. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um. We actually, in fact, have two computers in front of us. <laughs> but one of them is very far away. Yes. Um. I don't remember who published it, but um. They Activision. Made... Activision. Yes. Yeah. It was, it was Activision. Activision. There was. It was a. Um, it was, it was a well before house. the merger. Well before the merger, yeah. it was Activision was the publisher, and I want to say something Falcon was the. It was like yeah, it was like some Falcon, some creature or something. something. Raven. Yeah. You um, can look it up and you can just tell us. Yeah, shoot us a message. <laughs> <laughs> um, so yeah, and I mean, I played that, and I actually played through most of the. Se- I think I went through the second one i think i gave up playing the second one because i just got frustrated but the second one's easier to play yes uh <laughs> but it, it got frustrated because it kept crashing <laughs> yeah, who's, the, who's the guy that it goes away at the at the oh what's the guy the the, the jock do you remember yes yeah i forget his name uh, i was literally just playing this like a few weeks ago but um ah he's such a obnoxious character he's <laughs> And he's always coming up to your. He's always like badgering your character, like you're in high school. And he's like, "How's it going?" <laughs> yeah. Well, and you're playing the game while you're in high school. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. And, and, and you're experiencing it, and it's very, it's very relatable. At least when when I was playing the game, it was it was when I was in high school or a little bit yeah. before. Um, it it was um, an interesting. FPS. Um, it, I don't think it did anything unique um, for its time, except for the inventory system. Yeah, their whole explanation of how the inventory system works. Um, so, in uh, in order to so the inventory system in the Star Trek Elite Force game, which was not a classic adventure game, no. it was an FPS game. Yes. Zach just recently played it, so that's why we're currently talking about it. Um, <laughs> But in the, the, the inventory system, in order to explain, because uh, essentially this company came forward and made this Star Trek game, because Star Trek Voyager was out, and was, was the, essentially the, the, the series of Star Trek that people were watching, because none of the other series were on. Right, um, yeah. I think Next Gen was in syndication. Next Gen was in syndication, DS9 may have been. Yeah, I think DS9 was probably just wrapping up. Wrapping up. We're not really big Star Trek nerds, no. so don't don't even That's question us on that. <laughs> um, but um, so, in order to kind of explain off like the doom of I'm the, I'm a guy carrying around all these weapons. Where do these weapons go when I switch them? They introduced a a micro transporter effect. So you essentially carried around a transporter in your bag. So whenever you changed weapons, there was a sound effect and a glowy effect around the weapon as it materialized in your hand. Also, when you occasionally viewed yourself from third person Mm -hmm. and you changed weapons, you would see that transporter effect happen when you changed weapons over. Yeah, which was a nice touch. It was a nice touch. It did very little, and they could have probably left it out and (laughs) not even talked about it, but uh, Um, I think that was one of the few things beyond being very, I I think, personally very... um, very close to the material, the source yeah, material. Yeah, I mean, it had, um, I think the, the expansion pack at least um, added in all the voice actors. I think the original release didn't have, I think it was missing um, the actual voice actor for Tuvok. Um, or no, maybe it was the, it might have been the voice actor for like 7 and 9 or something like that. Yeah. But um, they, when they did the DLC, they they patched it. So yeah. it was and all they the had, original um, voice actors. And they had uh, the actors. 
Kate Mulgrew. Kate Mulgrew, yeah. Kate Mulgrew as, was as uh, Captain Janeway. Captain Janeway. And um, in the sequel, um, Sir Patrick Stewart plays Picard. Yes. Yeah. So uh, they're obviously looking for work, or were at the time. <laughs> yes, yes. <laughs> and they, and which, I mean, I think the game was somewhat successful. Um, yeah, we, we. I mean, we purchased it, so that's waste it, two copies it, that were sold. Yes, it didn't. At least it didn't warrant um, any any recent developments in the Star Trek first person shooter. But uh, it was really the only Star Trek first person shooters. I, um, I can't think of any others. I, yeah, I um, think in the MMO you do a little bit of first person. Yeah, shooting. yeah, a little bit. Um, um, there was a Sega Genesis release, the Star Trek was. Deep Space Nine yes. game, which was great. Yes, that was great. Really great soundtrack. <laughs> really good soundtrack. It was a side scroller, um, and you you it was a very traditional side scroller except Star Trek themed. Um, and I think the best part of that game was at one point in time you play as Odo yes. in the game. Yeah. And you can shapeshift because Odo is a shapeshifter. Yeah, so you can become and, like a rat to solve puzzles. Yeah, which and was you unique. can go through the vents and stuff. Yeah, very Metroid esque before yeah. Metroid was a thing. And you go back in time. I don't know. It was Metroid. definitely after Metroid, but yeah. yeah so. <laughs> Metroid came out of the 80s, but... <laughs> well, but well... Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, um, but there's also, like, you go back in time, you fight the Borg, I think, at one point in the Sega Genesis game. Yeah. Um, so, and that was cool. Um, they love the Borg in Star Trek video game universe. Yes, well, so the Borg, the Borg have an adaptive technology, yes. so then you have to have a gun that is a universal later modulator gun yes, that changes yes, the yes. frequency so that you can punch through the shields. Which, in Elite Force, translates to kind of looks like the um, plasma gun from Doom. Sure. Uh, <laughs> and pretty much does exactly that. Yep. Yeah. And it's kind of like a, like a, almost like a Goss. Yeah, like a, like a Goss cannon, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, so that some that's a classic first person shooter game. Yes, yes. Um, well, what about you? What, what's a, a classic childhood memory of playing a game? Hmm. I um, I think we were talking about Return of the Phantom and yes, um, yeah. Dragon Sphere, both very kind of uh, push drag um, adventure games where you you have a you have a one one room at a time you see your character and then you select some you select an action and then you select the action onto a thing in the room yeah so you say talk to desk and then <laughs> there will be a pop-up that says i would not talk to a desk or something funny um but you could push the desk or pull the desk or do something in there's all these push talks it's like talk push pull pick up interact with so you can take an item and use it for another item um games like uh thimbleweed park yes is a yep. new the relatively uh, new game relatively new game yeah. um has a very similar interface um return to monkey island to has monkey a very island. similar yep. interface um it's a it's a classic interface um very uh, it's it just kind of defines those type of adventure games. Yeah, I mean, it very much came from it was an evolution of the Zork style mm, um, yes. commands in the old um, text adventure games before graphics yep. were really big. Yeah, um, you know, a lot of the same uh, semantics go to um, pick up and stuff like that were used in those early games. Which which reminds me, I, I did play some ZZT. Yes, and Zork and Muds. Yes, the, the at um at a friend's house. So we didn't have a game system, and I would visit with a friend, and he had um, ZZT on it, which is actually a game that was done by Epic. 
Yes. Yes. It was one of Epic's Topic, Epic's topic. Yes, it was, it was topical. Is, uh, yeah, Todd Sweeney or no, uh, was it Tim Sweeney? Tim Sweeney, I think. Tim yeah, Sweeney. Um, Tim Sweeney's first game. Yeah, it, it's I I was playing yeah. a bit of ZZT back in college just to because I remembered you playing it. Yeah, um, and I think I would watch you play it. Um, great game. Yeah, well, it's, it's a great. It's a it's like almost like a modular game. Yeah, it is. I mean, you it's the the base game is kind of just your run-of-the-mill dungeon you know crawler like you go it's like almost like a roguelike yeah in an in an, um, in an ascii or a s c i format so um things might be symbols from the keyboard to yeah make a like there might be equal signs that make a wall or but something like that i know there's a whole repository of early essentially mods of ZZT yeah. that people uh, burger joint burger town burger town burger yeah. town yeah you run a burger shop and and I think at some point in time someone tries to rob it or something yeah happens. yeah yeah <laughs> and you're like so you're making hamburgers and you're cleaning up spills yeah. and somebody like pulls a gun on you or something it's like burger town and like in some nasty part of town I guess <laughs> it's the burger town from modern warfare too. <laughs> <laughs> Get to the Burger Town, Bridgeport, <laughs> Bridgeport. Yeah, um, yeah, uh, and yeah. ZZT was cool. It was, um, I mean, it's definitely an incredibly dated game, but it was very innovative for the time. It was. I mean, it was very innovative. I, I assume time was almost like Zork. At time was almost like Zork. I mean, yeah, both both those games. I think if you're interested in adventure games, you can probably jump in and be familiar with them at least yeah. um, to a, to an to an extent. Some 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 of them can be overwhelming when you when you need to type in what you need to do next. Um, yeah, because you're not exactly sure what what feature. It's not as easy as maybe um, a, a graphical user interface such as Zork. Does right. Not have a really Zork is a command prompt driven game, so there's not a, a, a GUI as it were or yeah a, or any type of uh, visualization um which a lot of games have nowadays i makes think it mostly are visualization so there's yeah. that definitely makes it a lot easier but um, um, um return to the phantom of the opera and dragon sphere were both excellent adventure games um one involved you playing a king who went up against a wizard? That's the Dragon Sphere game. Yes. Um, and then Return of the Phantom. You played a um, a French inspector who was investigating a copycat crime of the chandelier being dropped, and then uh, that game culminates with you going back in time to solve the original. Crime with the family. Yeah, and your character is a descendant of. Yes, he's a descendant of Raoul Montal. Raoul Montal, I think, is he's the the vicomte. Vicomte de yeah. The vicomte de Chani. Vicomte de Chani is the the love interest of Christine Die. Christine Die, the actress. Christine Die, and there is a Christine in the in the um the first when you're playing the descendant, and then you go back and you're not you're still the descendant, but. And it's it's weird. It's a yes, fun game. Yeah. And, fun. If, and if you think our French accents are bad, play the game and you'll hear their French accents. <laughs> they get a lot worse. <laughs> it's fully um, both Dragon Sphere and Fan, Return of the Fan of the Opera are fully voice acted. Yes. Yeah. Um, which is quite intensive. It's very um, for that time, especially. Oh yeah. Uh, fully voice acted. Um, a lot of story elements to it. Um, the 
graphics are pixelated, but it's okay. It's um, it's still pretty refined pixels. It's not like um, very fluid animations, if I remember yeah, correctly. Very like, fluid animations. It's sprite technology. So yeah. there's um, drawn backgrounds, and then you have a, a your a sprite that represents your character running around in it. Um, chasing the phantom, as it were. Yes. Um, yeah. I don't know if it's it's if we're telling people to play it. I don't know if we want to spoil either of the game. No. Yeah. They're, um, they're both fun games. They're both fun. Uh, I don't believe Return of the Phantom is available on GOG or uh, Good Old Games. Yes. Or... Dragon Sphere is for some reason, and, and it was free. And it's free. Yeah. So you can, if you wanted to see what we're talking about, you can go and download Dragon Sphere and and play it and uh, go through it. It's a great game. It's got a cool kind of twisty ending. Yeah. Um, yeah. I don't even know. Have you beaten the game completely? Um, I don't think I've personally. I think I watched you beat the game. No, I've never beaten the you game because we the had game? the EMS extended oh, RAM right, issue that right. happened where we pulled the sword on the Yeti. <laughs> right, I remember <laughs> that. Yeah, the game would crash. You should go play I need to, yeah, it's, I need to replay got a, it. Yeah. It's got a very good twisty ending to it. Um... And it just uh, is not what you're expected the entire time that you're playing through the game. It's yeah, a, it's a great, it's a great, it's a great game, and it's free, so that's it's probably. Um, I would say probably you can get probably maybe three to four four hours out of it, maybe. Yeah, maybe I think that's fair. Yeah, um, if you just play it right through, um, maybe if you tap through, you read quick. Um, Maybe you can get five hours out of it. I, I I wouldn't push it past anything longer than that. They're they're both um, not they're they're pretty middling adventuring games in regards to time. Yeah, I mean back then adventure games weren't entirely like epics at that time. Um, most no. of them were. At well, least. And, and they were limited by what they could fit. Phantom of the Opera, Return of the Phantom of the Opera, and Dragon's Fear were both sold on CD-ROMs. Yes. So they were not, they were um, more extensive adventure games that were sold earlier, um, like on floppy disks. You're right. Um, I did have a collection of TSR, which is the precursor to Wizards of the Coast, right? Yeah, company that made Dungeons and Dragons. Um, I had some TSR. They got into a partnership with a company called SSI, which was Strategic Simulations Incorporated. Yes. Yeah. And they. Yeah. They produced a bunch of D&D-related games that I owned. Um, some of them were on 3.5 floppies, and some of them were on uh, CD-ROM. Yeah, um, like... Um, Dark Sun Shattered Lands, yes, the, uh, yeah. the Stone Prophet. Stone Prophet was Both of them were on CD-ROMs, and both of them were two entirely different games. Yes. The Stone yeah. Prophet was a first-person D&D... Very similar to Grimlock, Grimlock, Grimlock. Yeah, and, and, and actually, and also kind of similar to the really early Elder Scrolls games, like yeah. like Daggerfall and and Arena. Yep. Just in terms of this big open world and the way you, it's kind of not intuitive the way you control the character and yeah. stuff like that. It's a first person perspective. <clears throat> you have to use your keyboard to move the feet, and then you click on the action you want to perform, whether you want to swing your knife or, or shoot a fireball or something like yeah. that. Um, and Dark Sun was a more of a, a pulled-back view where you would control a whole squad of people, so you'd get up to six, and you were gladiators who then break out of the gladiators through the sewers and escape through and eventually recruit a bunch of people to take on a big opposing force. Yeah. Really good game. That those That's a little bit more 8-bit graphics. Um, very similar to type of games that you would see built by um, RPG Maker. And stuff yes. Like that yeah, may yeah, be yeah, a yeah. little lower quality but in returns of graphics, but great story overall. Um, 
and I believe all of those games are um, the even the older D and D games, um, like um, Masters of Crin, which is yeah, a, I think um, all Dragonlance game. I are, think all of the D and D games pretty yeah, much are, are on, on Gog. Yeah, they're uh, all on Gog. Um, I think I own them all on Gog. I believe you do, <laughs> and they're all fairly cheap. They're, uh, they're cheap. Like, yeah, you can get them in packages, maybe twenty bucks for like all of them or something. Yeah, it's, yeah, they're definitely not. They don't. They won't break the bank if uh, you want to invest in, in a some older classic. type of classic games i think gog has done it so that you can run them on newer systems so yeah they 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 have their own um they run most of them run through DOSBox, but that you don't have to worry about all the annoying parts of configuring DOSBox to run right. um, which takes a million years sometimes um so it's just a one-click game will run uh, DOSBox for people who are not familiar is a uh, is almost like a virtual machine for the DOS system, which is uh, old, the old command, it's essentially the old kernel that Windows used to run on, um, in, except until it hit Windows, I think Vista maybe the first one that stopped using DOS as a base. I believe so. And yeah. then once it, essentially they migrated away from DOS, but they kept a, they have the command prompt still, but DOSBox emulates what DOS was capable of doing. Yeah, back and you can do some cool things with DOS. I actually ran for a while a uh, a Windows 3.1 computer off of DOSBox. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah I just, fun. yeah, so I was inside able to... Inside your other computer? Inside my computer. So like a virtual 3.1? Essentially, yeah. Um, and I was able to run uh, games that didn't work for DOS, but worked for Windows sort of stuff. Oh, so there's a couple cool. of games So you that, can kind of like backdoor into playing a game that you wouldn't otherwise be able to. Exactly. Um, and, and you can do that also with, I think, Windows 95. Any uh, Some of the the early windows computers that ran off of dos you could if you don't mind doing a kind of like little shady partition then you can pretty much set up a virtual computer without having to run a virtual machine right yeah it's it's i i think you can get more like um even vmware would be a little more like technical versus doing what the dos box built yeah. off of it but um, I think overall, there's there's if there's a will, there's a way when it comes to playing older games. That's right. Um, and do you have anything else on childhood? No, memories? I don't think so. Putt-Putt, I see. Putt-Putt uh, well, yeah, Pup Putt. I mean, Pup Putt was a great game. You played as a talking car. You played as a talking car. Um, uh, it was who, done by Humongous Entertainment. Yeah, you played as a talking car who lived by himself, even though I'm pretty sure he was ten or eight years old. Well, he was a car, so that's well, like yes, a million. He's definitely a child. <laughs> no, my, my, my car was ten. I sold. That's true. That's true. <laughs> he off at the junkyard of the uh, sky. Yeah, you, you played as an anthropomorphic car living in a world of anthropomorphic cars and you kind of like cars the movie a little like cars the movie except instead of doing what you'd expect cars to do which was race each other you either went to the moon or you started a parade or you yep. saved the zoo yeah <laughs> all, all three um i would say escalating right yes. starting the parade is probably the easiest task since you're a car if you get a bunch yeah. of cars to follow you you're essentially a parade yeah Rescue, saving the zoo is probably a little more tough the fourth one you go back in time yeah. uh, and forward in time so you have to save that's probably, time yeah, that's, <laughs> as a car the super escalation of it yeah. um they they were very similar to the um pop up played very similar to the freddy bear uh, freddy fish freddy fish and, and this fatty bear and that's <laughs> what it's called fatty bear fatty bear yeah fatty bear and freddy fish yes and pajama sam and pajama sam and, and spy fox spy fox yeah all they were all adventure games um 
very i think they've had similar uis to phantom and yeah with like a push you talk to and you <clears throat> navigate them around the screen um using interaction buttons a little more a little more dumbed down uh because yes, it well, was targeting preschool audience yes they were targeting or we, me we, now yeah, we, <laughs> I, we were never the right age to play the games <laughs> Because they were once again discounted, so they were already past <laughs> our age. Uh, just a quick story. There was this one time um, I had started up a game of Putt Putt, and for some reason, in, in Putt Putt, for, for those who've never played any of Humongous Game, one of the biggest things is that everything is clickable. If you click on random things in the background, funny things will happen. Sometimes, like, things will pop up and, and make jokes, or things will start singing. It was really mindless mm. clicking around. Uh, anyway, um... So I like to do that. Sometimes I would spend 10 minutes or so before I actually got into the meat of the game. One day, I'm playing Putt-Putt. I'm playing Putt-Putt Goes to the Moon. And I get up from the now, chair. Now, is this recent? No, 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 no. This was back. This is back when uh, we were back living um, in Connecticut. Um, so I got up. I went to the bathroom. I came back. And there's our dad sitting there playing Putt-Putt Goes to the Moon. And he's already on the moon. And he's way past the parts I wanted to play. <laughs> well, that's funny. Our father, he... Um, I have a, a good story about dad. Um, he went to work and he, he also played video games, still plays video games today. Um, he got a copy of Wolfenstein yes. when Wolfenstein came out on 3.5 floppy and he put it in his secret desk to play when we were sleeping. And I found that copy of Wolfenstein and I played Wolfenstein <laughs> when he was sleeping. <laughs> Um, well, I don't think he was actually sleeping. I think that he was actually at work. But yeah. When he would go to work, I would go in and I would take the disc and I would play Wolfenstein, uh, the original Wolfenstein, where it was just you killing a bunch of Nazis. Good times. Um, a great game. Yeah. Um, still a great series. Uh, it is. The was it Wolfenstein? The new one's coming out soon. Yeah. The well, Youngblood just came out. Youngblood just came out. Yeah. It's the co-op I, game. Yeah. yeah. I don't know if it got very good reviews i don't think it did but um but i really liked um wolfenstein the 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 one wolfenstein the one that just came out before colossus oh new order new order i yeah. really liked new order and uh i i played most of colossus and have been it's enjoyable yeah it's a good game if you just want to um kill nazis it's a yeah very mindless killing nazis i mean the plot is pretty much just killing nazis. kill the nazis <laughs> yeah kill the nazis yeah it's got a little bit more to that but um that that could be for another time yeah talk about nazis <laughs> the nazis are killing kill, kill nazis <laughs> yeah um so our our final segment here is going to be a, a byway pass segment where we're going to um kind of talk about some games that are coming out and how what we recommend um, take our recommendations with a, a grain of salt, as it were. Um, as in, don't buy a game because I tell you to buy a game. Buy yeah. a game because you want to buy a game. But use our recommendations, perhaps guide you. If you listen to our podcast and enjoy our, our kind of the games that we play and how we... Uh, everybody reacts to games differently. Yes. And I think that if you enjoy the way that we react to games and the games that we play the recommendations for us to buy may be up your alley so yeah. um i think the f uh, i'll i'll take the yeah, beginning you, you um, take that, yeah so um i think uh, the game that's coming up that's got me interested is uh planet zoo mm. by uh planet coaster people which is frontier who also did um elite dangerous yes the same yeah. same guys um 
they're very good. Love them as a development house. They always um, produce a product, and if it's not polished on day one, it's polished eventually. Um, and they always are releasing new content and always are working on making their game. And I think they're still going to put stuff out for Planet Coaster. I think they're still going to put stuff out for Elite Dangerous, and I think they'll always put stuff out for Planet Zoo. Um, so the thing with me and Planet Zoo right now is that I haven't purchased it yet because it's, I think, $50 on Steam. Yeah, and it's a full price game. It's a full price game. And I, with the um, December holidays coming up, Steam generally runs a very big December sale on it. It's like their Christmas sale. It's second to their summer sale, which I think is their biggest sale. Yeah. Um, and I think I'm going to wait through Christmas to see if it's going to get even like 10% off because I, I, I don't think it's, I, I think it's worth the full retail. I, I don't want to pay the full retail. Yeah. So I'm going to wait on it. No, I can, I can definitely see that. I mean, there's certain games that, um, I've definitely passed on because they're Well, that's a wait, retail. right? It's not a pass. Yeah. I it's think a wait. I think yeah. a pass is a hard, don't play this game. Right, right, right. It's right, horrible. Yeah. That, that's fair. Like that's you're going to boot yeah. it up and you're going to be like, all right, everything's just, it's just, not a game that you want to play and you just end up returning it using the two hour window time on Steam yeah. to return it and uh, or, or get it as your Humble Bundle collection and yeah. just decide never to pick it up again. I know there's um, uh, yeah so the, 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 I think the, the game I'm I'm kind of in the middle of either buy or wait. I have a little bit of time before it actually comes yes. is released. Is the the next Star Wars game, Jedi Fallen Order? Oh yes, that looks exciting. Yes, um, it is EA, which they've so far have fooled fooled us twice. So hopefully this <laughs> won't be the third time. Same on us. But uh, they're promising a full single player, no microtransactions, um, just solid Star Wars storyline, um, a canon story. Yeah, by respawn. By respawn. Um, who, who, who at least made one other Star Wars game that got scrapped. Yes. <laughs> um, but they, they did also make Titanfall, um, which was a very yeah. fun um, game. Did they do Titanfall 2? I think they might have. Because that's a pretty good story. Yeah, Titanfall 2 is fun. Um, but so far, Fallen Order looks really good. It, it um, The early reviews have said it's comparable to like an easier Dark Souls in terms of gameplay. A lot of mm. countering and stuff like that. And that the lightsaber combat feels very... Very uh, fluid. Fluid, yeah. yeah. Um, I don't know how the story is going to be. I mean, it's a Star Wars video game. They're not always known for great storylines, but I don't know. The Knights of the Republic had a great storyline. All right. To be fair, the games that weren't made by Bioware <laughs> probably didn't have solid storylines. Well, there are games that Bioware has made that does not have, do not have solid storylines. <laughs> That's true, like early. Sonic the Hedgehog Dark Chronicles oh. for a Sega DS, yeah. <laughs> Nintendo DS was made by Bioware. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, and Mass, Adra- Mass Effect Andromeda. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's true, that's true. Uh, uh, but um, they, I think, um, oh, take, uh, so Star Wars, Knights of the Republic, very good storyline. Uh, Jedi Outcast, Jedi Academy, great, great storyline. Arguably, great storylines. <laughs> I think, personally. Think, uh, <laughs> um, I, but I, I'm getting forced, uh, unleashed, experience like in my mind when i look at the new star wars game coming yeah. out i feel force unleashed um i tried to play force unleashed uh, they had very difficult time porting it to the pc yeah the pc version sucks so it's very hard for me to play yeah. that game um that's what uh, some of some uh, some people i've heard are a little worried it's gonna feel like uh, you know force unleashed three essentially but mm. um, um i'm hoping it's kind of what 
Force Unleashed could have been just mm. a little more streamlined. Yeah, I don't. And nothing against Force Unleashed. I think it's oh, it's a fun game. It, yeah. It's gonna be a fun game. I, yeah. Um, I think it's a little over the top when it comes to the Force powers, but I think that's part of the whole Force Unleashed. Yeah, yeah. It's in the name of the game. So yeah. I'm not f- faulting that for it, but it's just not my flavor of Star Wars that I like. Um, I hope that maybe respawn makes a more uh more realistic force powers i've seen some intro and some um demo play and stuff like that it looks pretty good yeah i mean the the force stuff seems pretty solid i think it, it's pretty much just the basics force push force pull force throw chuck and stuff uh, choke? choke and yeah. stuff like that um so choking people yeah <laughs> choking throwing them choking, uh, lightning there's nothing better than that right? um so i think it's mostly just the basic stuff but it's you know you playing as a jedi who's fighting stormtroopers so more killing nazis so uh so you you give it a solid mm, byway yeah byway I, I think uh, i think i'm gonna pull the trigger uh, before release date but i'm not 100 percent sure and it, when i do pull the trigger i'm sure i'll feel happy about it yeah but if i don't i'll wait <laughs> for I, it to go on sale <laughs> I'm, I'm probably gonna wait for the uh the first reviews from steam to come in yeah kind of take a pulse on where it's trending and if it's trending towards the positive end i'll i'll pick it up too yeah um, I love Star Wars and uh, generally have enjoyed most of the Star Wars games that have come out in one way or the other, including yeah. the Phantom Menace game. That yeah, was it was very fun. Yeah. <laughs> so Stop <hell>. me. <laughs> <laughs> Which, that could be an entire... I think we could entire, do an entire, entire 45 minutes of us talking about that game. <laughs> that game. Maybe, maybe boot it up a little bit and play yeah. some. Um, so that's I think that's going to be it for us yeah I think that I mean, was solid yeah. that's our solid 45 minutes Is we're trying to keep our runtime within 45 minutes in order for people to enjoy uh, our Duke Tones for a period of a drive versus forever yeah. um, I don't know if you guys would want to hear us go on forever Zach's thing's already bugging out uh, <laughs> so um, we do have some ways that we're going to be uh, reachable um, this will be put out on the podcast networks. Um, yes. Um, so it will be loaded through most likely SoundCloud, and then from there we're going to get it distributed. Our feed out to everybody yeah. and however that's done. We'll, we'll work on that. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> that will be done. It will be available end. for people to um, listen to. Yeah. Um, we all are so we are also are we are also going to try and do these regularly. Yes. Um, we are also going to try and make sure that they're released on the same day so that people can expect to see us in your feed. Um, what that day is, we don't know. This is episode zero. We yeah. really don't know what we're doing. We do have an email um, that you can send us things in the event that you listen to this Yes. and decide to move on to another episode. Let us know if you decide to go on to another episode or if you just turn us off. Our Gmail account is Classic Gaming Brothers, all one word, at gmail.com. So that's Classic, C L A S S I C, Gaming, G A M I N G, Brothers, B R O T H E R S, at gmail.com. Um, you can send us, uh, you can send us an email. You can um, say you enjoy the show. You can send us questions, maybe yeah. some stuff that we can talk about in the meat of the podcast, or um, you can talk to us about games that you're playing or just send us any anything at all and we'll, we'll and we may even have a segment where we read through people's emails yes yeah if we get enough that are nice yeah nice i or if you have feedback and yeah regards to what you know i'm too loud zach's too loud i talk too much he talks too much whatever <clears throat> whatever you think that um 
you can add, um, we'll, we'll like to hear it. So, well, that's it. That's been um, Classic we, Gaming Brothers. That's been Classic Gaming Brothers. Should we say goodbye? We should say goodbye. How, how do we? How do we? Do we want to have a signature goodbye? Um, or should we just like awkwardly stare at each other, but no one can see us because this is all voice? That, that sounds good. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Well, I've been Seth, and I've been Zach. Have a good day. Have a good day.